Now on Giddy Up, it's time for Trial Time with Dean Watling. So welcome back to Giddy Up. It is time for Trial Time. Get your text messages in 0499 736 736. And the best text message um, today for Trial Time will win a member's ticket um, at um, for the Sandown Blue Diamond meeting, thanks to the Emerald. So you can get to the Emerald at 9 o'clock. Um, buses depart from the Emerald at 10 o'clock. Um, you get your alcohol provided. You get a member's ticket to the races and what promises to be terrific days racing there at Sandown on Saturday. Plus, you get the bus back to the Emerald um, Hotel, racing's greatest pub. And you can go to the cocktail party after the races back at the Emerald Hotel. So that is a terrific prize. So best text message today for Troll Time, 0499 736 736 to join our conversation. Dean Watling, good morning to you. Geez, it was a fill-up with our trialers there last week. You found plenty, um, and we'll be catching up shortly with Dean Watling. We just lost him there. Um, I think Graham Beag has just dropped off, but we'll catch up with Dean Watling. Good morning to you, Dino. Morning, mate. Yes, it was a nice week. Um, Cylinders got home, Anavistio, and a couple of others. And uh, it was nice to finally get some winners on the board. Hopefully, punters out there starting to, to cling on and write these names down and um, wreck the rewards come race day. One of my favourite trainers, and boy, he's a terrific trainer. And he's had a wonderful, especially his last couple of years, have been sensational here in Victoria. Speaker Graham Began, looking forward to picking his brain regarding his philosophies when it comes to trialling horses and preparing his horses for a preparation. And um, he joins us now. Good morning to you, Graeme. Oh, that were very kind words, Gareth. No, well, mate, your strike rate says it all and you've been seeing them beautifully. And um, my young producer, Jackson France, said, Gareth, you have to go and listen to a podcast which involved your legendary father, Neville Beg. Um, and I'm really looking forward to listening to it. But it, it made me think like, so... Your father has got so much like history in the great game. What did he teach you? Um, what was the greatest lesson he, he he's given you? Oh, I think patience. And, yep. you know, let the horse tell you where they're at. I think that's probably one of the most important things. You know, like you just can't force them for the sake of it. Um, there's an old saying in racing, you'll run out of horse before you run out of races. Good morning, Graeme. It's Dean Watling here. It's a pleasure to have you on and congratulations on the weekend. Another first start winner for your stable in the name of Maharaba. Really nice horse. Uh, is that sort of your niche in racing? You love to get those sort of horses into your stable, get them firing first up and, and produce them on race day. Is that what you love to do or sort of give us punters a little bit of insight into how you get them ready to go first up? Oh, look, I really like to give horses two, um, two jump-outs prior or two trials prior to going to the races. Uh, not necessarily first up because a lot of my horses do improve with the run under their belt, but I think the thing is with a lot of horses, um, you know, you've just got to let them tell you where they're at in the scheme of things. Like a horse in question like Maharaba, Mahaba, I should say, um, like we got him from another stable in New South Wales and look, he arrived in good order. But, um, you know, we just went back through all these tapes and, and uh, the way he went about things. And we just tried, just trying to teach him to do things a bit differently, just try to switch himself off and conserve a bit of energy. There's no doubt there's good talent there. Uh, he's displayed that at his 
early start in New South Wales. And, uh, you know, we just try to change things around a bit. And, you know, I actually enjoy quite getting older horses or, you know, horses from other stables and just trying to change things around, analyse uh, what they've done in the past and see if we can make a difference with them. Is it horses for courses in a way when we watch your Gallopers trials? Should we look for something in particular that you like to see with your horses trialling, Graham? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think if you can see a horse which go from one trial, their initial jump out um, and then go on to their second one and they make uh, rapid improvement, well, you know, you know the horse is coming along in the, in the right way. Um, you know, we don't go out there to win jump outs or anything like that, but we let the horse uh, do the talking. You know, obviously, if they've got good ability, they'll always jump out well or trial well and... Uh, you know, they just do that on their natural ability. But, uh, you know, we always like to see them make that necessary improvement uh, before we go to the races. Now, there's a lot of horses we don't actually ever take to the races because we don't think they can take that next step because, obviously, the pace of, of jump outs is, you know, a lot slower than uh, barrier tr- uh, and race day. Um, so they've got to be able to, you know, step the uh, tempo up. And, uh, you know, if we don't think they're going to make the grade, we don't take them to the races. We sort of move them on a bit so... You know, we bring another one in. But, um, you know, I think the key is seeing horses improve each time they go out. Love the way that Passive Aggressive jumped out the other day. Um, Has she improved since her last preparation? We all know how talented she is. She's five starts for four wins. But um, what did you you enjoy seeing from her jump out there at Cranbourne the other day? Well, she's always been very precocious in her jump outs and... uh, you know, I just really love the way that she's come up. She's certainly developed. Um, she's a four-year-old mare now, and she's taken that ne- next necessary step uh, growing into her body. But she just does it so well. Um, so, yeah, no, she's come along really, really well. Um, she had two nice jump-outs. We haven't really let 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 let, let, let the uh, engine pick over too quickly with her. We just Because we find that sometimes if you... You know, ask them to do too much, they leave it on the track. So we just let her do it herself, but she just moved through her gears really nicely and, uh, you know, she's ready to go to the races uh, Saturday week in Sydney. Now, Graham, I had a question for in as soon as we announced that you are jumping on the show today. What do punters do if you have a horse that trolls three times prior to their debut? A mate of mine has a nice black booker. I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, Sol Zuzi, um, who's had... Um, three trials and being dealt in this preparation. What do punters do if we see three trials leading to a first up run? Well, his name is Salotso, to be truthful. Salotso. Uh, so that's Salotso. So, uh, right. He's an inter- interesting horse. Uh, he, he's had three jump outs this time round. Uh, now he's performed uh, well at his last, his first two, but he just wasn't jumping away cleanly and, and he was left a colt. So in between his second jump out and his most recent jump out of this last Monday, he's been gelded. Um, and actually, when he jumped out on Monday, he got out of the gates much cleaner and he rounded his work off really nice. And we just thought he was starting to go the wrong way, not 100% uh, being focused on what he uh, was supposed to do. Uh, but we like the horse. The horse looks like he's got nice ability. Um, so I look forward to him to make rapid improvement in the, in the ne- next couple of weeks. Now, we're all about making money on trial time, Graham. Who's your money jockey? What's your money track? If we're looking for an ideal setup in the form guide, um, who goes on, what track, what setup um, for us punters to look out for um, in, the, in the future? 
Well, I really like going to Pakenham. I think that's a great track uh, to start horses off uh, their initial run. You know, big big track. They get their opportunity to relax and go through their gears. Um, obviously, Jordan Charles Michael D ride, ride the majority of my horses. Um, so either, either jockey, um, you know, they can get the job done and uh, they suit my horses. How important is it to have a relationship like you've had? And basically, you're, you've been the trainer that's really helped launch the career of Geordie Childs. But talk us through that relationship and how important Geordie is to a stable like yours. Yeah, well, Geordie makes himself available to ride work, you know, um, two, two or three times a week. Um, he suits my horses. He's got good hands and, and he knows how I want things done. And particularly, you know, back on the training tracks in the morning, uh, you know, I'm not a trainer. It gallops hard, you know, during the week leading into races and things like that. We just bring them along carefully and uh, we let them do the talking on race day. But he just knows how we want it done and uh, he suits the way we do things. And uh, same with Michael D, as I, as I said, uh, he, he's very much uh, attuned with the way we do things as well. So just back to um, passive-aggressive, because I can't wait to see what she can do this preparation, but she's owned by Pinecliff Racing, which, of course, is owned by Jonathan Munns, and he also owns the superstar three-year-old sprinter and Giga Kick. So do you have to talk when you're trying to work out her preparation with Jonathan? Does he want those two horses to clash? How does that all work, Graeme? Well, unfortunately, they're going to clash next yeah. week in Sydney in the Challenge Stakes. But, look, that's nothing we can do about that because it's just a matter of the programming. Um, so we were very much uh, in tune trying to get her on tracks which have a bit of give in it. <coughs> Excuse me. We felt that the tracks in Melbourne, um, you know, this time of year are pretty firm and she'd be much better suited up in Sydney. So we wanted to find you know, a 1,000 metre or 1,100 metre race. And unfortunately, this is a race we've landed on next week. And uh, she's probably, as far as a rating goes and all that, she's stepping into a group two weight for age race. But still and all, um, we think that she's well above average, obviously. And, uh, you know, we're up for the challenge. This is a question. Sorry, Dino, go, mate. Yeah, you're right. Um, question for me, Graeme. 1,000 metres. Uh, obviously, Patsy Grassi is featured uh, prominently on the show, and I'd love to jump out this preparation. I think she's come back in an outstanding order. 1,000 um, metres touch short, or are you confident that the horse will handle that? Well, it'd be nice to see you just get back off the speed and be able to uh, go through her gears. Obviously, you know, she's stepping into the big league. You know, I believe Eduardo's going to run in that uh, race next week. There's possibly nature strip. You don't know. I don't know, but uh, it won't be a an easy race by any stretch of imagination. But, you know, I think it's more more importantly getting her kicked off um, on suitable ground and uh, probably a suitable distance, and then we can go forward from there. We could talk all day, Graham, but Ronnie's got a question for you. Speaking of trials, I've always wondered why official trials never have the jockey's weight, um, and some trials can be misleading as never sure what weights these jockeys are carrying with horses e.g. heavy saddles or jockeys that don't race in, in, in um, that not usually racing in, in races, um, they can be heavier than the, the race jockey. So your thoughts on that? Do you think that it would help the punters if we knew what, what weight that those horses were carrying in trials? No, I don't. Not really. No. Uh, look, most horses just carry exercise saddles in, in their, tr in their jump outs. Um, and look, I think, you just got to watch the horses and watch how they how well they do it and go through their gears and that. I think a lot of people and a lot of foremen get suckered in by a lot of 
jump out from trials. They think, oh, yeah, this has gone well. <laughs> you know, and they might look at the clock, and but they're not looking back in the field four or five lengths behind the, the winner of the jump out and see what's going comfortably. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, I think um, I wouldn't be too perturbed about um, who rides the horses and what weights they're carrying. Is that your advice to the, the form analysts and the punters out there trying to get an edge with the trials, Graham? Oh, I think so. Yeah, exactly. I said, you can get suckered in. I watched yeah. a lot of trials and uh, watched what the, the the tips are tipping and then I thought, oh, I think to myself a lot of times, gee, that, was, that wasn't that was hard to pick. But, you know, <laughs> I the horse is always sitting back in behind them having an easy time and, you know, just doing it comfortably. It's it's not about the trials. You don't get paid for winning barrier no. trials or jump outs. It's all about race day. Who's the trainer that gets, you think, that gets under everybody's guard when it comes to trials? Um, well, I'm not really sure. I only worry about my own. Yeah, that's a good point you make, Graham. Hey, mate, um, as I said, we could chat all day. Good luck, especially with Passive Aggressive. Can't wait to see what she can do during that Sydney Carnival. We appreciate your time, mate. Do you have a winner for us in the next week or so that we should keep a, an eye out on? Well, tomorrow night at Pakenham, race one, a horse called Jessup. He's got his foot right on the till. He's in... He's run a couple of good races, and he's ready to win tomorrow night. Love it, mate. Thanks for that. We appreciate your time. Pleasure. There's Dean. Uh, there's Graham Begg with Dean Watley and Gareth Hall, of course, for trial time on this Wednesday. Hey, Dean, we need to take a break. Don't forget, we've got this race coming up at uh, Matawatu Greyhounds. We've got one here, and that is Omakea. It's race two, number eight. Now into 3.20, so the money's come for this Greyhound. Um, after we tipped it here on Giddy Up this morning. So we'll play that race live, Dino. You, you, you need to get on with Bet365. It's been well supported. So don't go anywhere. Trial time plus the second race at Matawatu coming up straight after this break. Welcome back to Giddy Up. This is Trial Time. Dean Watman, Gareth Hall with you. Our Greyhound's about to go around at Matawatu, and that is Amakaya, currently at $2.90. It was $4.80 when he declared it to us, Mark. Um, Mark Rosanowski, our Greyhound expert. So we'll be cheering on the eight. We can't play it live because of the issues with the rights, but we can replay it. But we'll cheer at home, Dino. Anyway, um, they're about to be boxed here. So we might get through a few of the trialers. And Ashley Morgan's got a couple for us. Yeah, really nice set of trials. We've had a stack this week in New South Wales. The first one is Kyobi by um, obviously Sam Kavanagh, Ashley Morgan in the saddle. Smart four-year-old, has an outstanding race record already, but they tried to hide this four-year-old gelding in the trial. But once he got out to the clear and down the outside, he really rocketed to the line under a hard hold, ready to t- return to the races now. And in, he's in for a nice preparation. So Kyobi is the first we put in the black book. All right, then. And then... Um, from the Newcastle trials as well, Mark Minavini's got a pretty promising um, young horse as well. So what can you tell us there? Yeah, he's a really good trainer first up, Mark uh, Minavini. Interesting horse is Ashley Morgan again in the saddle. Uh, Lazulite is the name of the horse. Newcastle, um, 800 metres. Lovely first official trial by this three-year-old filly. Um, she showed a lovely attitude throughout. Um, good gate speed and sat up on speed throughout and then extended away under her own steam um, sharply. The overall time was outstanding and we'd love to see a second trial now over 900 metres plus. But Lazulite looks a nice, nice filly. And you found one with James Cummings at Warwick Farm? Yeah, we love this stable. J-Mac was in the saddle, which is very inter- interesting, but 
arbitration, um, two smart trials back this prep by the four-year-old daughter of Street Boss. She's posted three wins to her name. So we know she handles race day pressure. Um, really nice trials, ready to return to the races. And um, going off the trials, she's come back much better this preparation. And Danny Beasley was riding one for Ronnie Stubbs there at the Wagga trials there on their race day. They have their trials after the last. You found one there, Dino. Yes, we searched far and wide for these trialers. Um, Mag Metric is the name of this horse. Ron Stubbs, a really, really nice trial. Wagga Heat won 1,000 metres. It was about two seconds faster than the other 1,000 metre heat on the day. Five-year-old unraced gelding. So obviously has had some issues and taken a lot of time, but um, looks to have matured beautifully into this prep and showed great improvement between trials. Sat up on speed, blinkers on, and extended away in very, very smart time. So overall, this horse looks really good and ready to head to the races now, albeit a five-year-old. You found a couple at the Randwick trials. Smart as smart for Ronnie Quinton, and also the Snowdens have got mad deal that caught your eye. Yeah, smart as smart, back for a second preparation, three starts. I was in the market on a couple of occasions, but um, has had a 22-week spell now, and I really like the horse's progression throughout those um, that spell. Two trials back now, three-year-old smart missile, really loved the trial, fast time, descended on down the outside, wasn't up to do anything at was sharp through the line. So smarter smart goes in the black book. And then the one we want to note out of the morning, Mad Deal, Porter, uh, Peter and Paul Snowden, J-Mac was in the saddle. We've had a couple of Waller horses in the trial too. So he's chosen to jump on this horse um, out of the two-year-old colt, sorry, out of the smart mare, um, Magneti, who was a group one um, place and group two uh, winner. Um, has really, really good breeding lines um, out of a grand sire, a grand dam, sorry, to Peter Moody's trained uh, set for fame. Love the way this colt responded to J-Mac. It's always a good sign when they um, listen to the urgings. He had to pull back, restrain, get to the outside and then punch real tight gaps. So really good signs of this horse. Intelligence, look for a second trial, which Peter and Paul Snowden do often um, over a thousand metres now. Um, so really smart one there for the, the Snowden Cat mad deal. All right, then Johnny O'Shea and James Cummings trial one, or they both trialed a horse there at Hawkesbury. Um, two different horses from two different camps, but from those two stables, you found a couple of horses to follow? Yeah, they come out of the same trial. Heat number 12 at Hawkesbury over the 760. Vividness is uh, out of a, you know, she is a full sister to the Group 1 Perform and Group 2 winner, Thermosphere. So really, really nice breeding. She's got a stack of ability. She showed good ability in the first trial and then even better in this second trial. Love the way she closed off to the line. And with Godolphin, we know they don't need a trial over 900 metres. We know they're going to race fit and ready to win first up, um, no matter the distance. And the second one, Captain Amelia, John O'Shea, James McDonald getting the saddle, which is a good push. This is this two-year-old Dundee's first official trial. Uh, smart turn of foot, really pushed out and responded well, which we like to see over the two-year-olds. A little bit different to the older horses and your three-year-olds, but... Plenty to learn, but looks really, really well above average and look for a second trial now for Captain Amelia. So vividness, ready for the races, and Captain Amelia, one more, and then to the races. I'm okay. He's jumped last here. It's finishing strongly to get to four. So um, we need to bounce back there at the Manawatu Greyhounds. Manawatu, I should say. So he finished a good a good fourth. Uber time was successful for Lisa Cole, around $663, but... I'm in a K. Maybe we can just put that greyhound in our black book. Um, a few questions coming through, Dino. What do you think of Golden Mile? Oh, very, very concerned. I thought it was a, a very average trial. The horse obviously has race fitness on its side, but um, I would be very concerned with that horse moving forward throughout this preparation. Um, I know it's gone to those guineas, so that just gets me even more keener on Jack and O. But, yep, 
be concerned, punters. Um, I think that horse might be out of its depths this prep. Okay. Um, that's a little bit disappointing then with Golden Mile. Hopefully he can prove you wrong. But you just don't yeah. think – was it a – did he – was it Christmas for him to win a Caulfield Guineas or do you think he might have gone backwards since the spring? I think maybe it was just in front of those three-year-olds um, in the spring and it wasn't a strong crop of three-year-olds and that guinea didn't rate that well and I think he just won it purely on placement and a gun ride. Um, I think maybe this prep in the autumn, the, the other three-year-olds have caught up to him and I think he... It's always a concern. He had race fitness on his side in that trial. Um, he was pushed out hard to the line and didn't respond that well to the urging. So um, Bacchanalia won the trial and Lady Laguna were in front as well and yeah, it just got me a little concerned. J-Mac was in the saddle, which is a good push, but, um, yeah, I'm a touch concerned. I'll probably be against him whenever he goes next start. Interested in Dino's thoughts on horses trialling and racing in the same week, like uh, Pavitra last Saturday. What do the, uh, the stats say? And are there certain trainers better at getting horses to back up than others? That's from Matt. Yeah, really well picked up, Matt. Um, we obviously know the Hawks stable do it often and they do it really well. So when you see the Hawks do it, they normally try them on a Monday or a Tuesday and then they have them first up on a Saturday, which is a good guide for them. Um, Pavitra is an interesting one. The stable aren't noted to do it. I don't have a good guide on how they sort of do it, but the horse ran well, um, obviously needed further. So it's sort of to the case in point of is it there to win or does it need further? But it's a good push for mine and I don't mind seeing it at all. Been tipped introducing in the first at Warwick Farm today. Chips in, rack and snack. A stack that's from Dids. Um, you're keen on that galloper in the first, aren't you? Yeah, really keen. Dids, um, I think you've found a nice one out of the trials. Uh, trialed alongside Platinum Jubilee and did it much better, in my opinion. And we saw what Platinum Jubilee did on the weekend and obviously did in the, the gym crack. So that looks really good. And I've got an inkling. One trial into the debut, Gareth, I think they might have a good opinion on this horse and they want to get it up and rolling and hopefully head towards a slipper. So if it handles the heavy eight, that's that's my major concern. Um, on debut on a heavy track isn't ideal, but um, that two-year-old colt looks well and truly above average. Should we be keeping an eye on some of those horses that we've identified on trial time um, racing this week? Yeah, definitely. We've got a stack um, racing this week, obviously last week as well. Make sure we tune into the weekend preview on a Thursday. I normally give the trial horses that are coming up for the weekend a push or a, or a maybe don't back them this week. But um, we've got a fair few lining up um, this week. I think we've got one tomorrow comes out of the Black Book race one, Packenham by the name of War Frontier, who's yes. a really nice horse. And then um, another one at Kemba Grange in race number two, Campbell uh, Candle Lit for the Robert and Luke Price stables. So I um, really like them too. I think they're well-placed and um, we'll touch a bit more on them um, when we get to sort of um, weekend preview on Thursday. Like Frankie from Bermorm, it's a beautiful place in country Victoria, Bermorm. He says, Gareth, when a trainer uses the word precocious, it's a warning, a bit like a beer having fruity undertones. So there you go, Dino. That's Frankie's tip to you today. I like that. That's a good insight by Frankie. Yeah, well, you keep going to that gym preparation for the rugby league season, um, Dino? Yes, I need to uh, work this uh, office job belly off me. So full swing now, fitness in. I'm, I'm like a horse. I need a bit more time on the, the water walker, I think. All right, go and get them, brother. Thanks for that. Thanks, mate. Cheers. There's Dean Watling for trial time on this Wednesday. It's 10.31. Let's take the news.